Hey, you're listening to The 100 Day Project Podcast. The 100 Day Project is a free global art movement. Every spring, thousands of people all around the world commit to 100 days of exploring their creativity and sharing their process online. Find out more at the100dayproject.org. Hi, and welcome to The 100 Day Project Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Jean Thompson, and my guest today is Zhang. Aside from roller skating the treacherous streets of Los Angeles, Zhang splits (laughs) his time between performing salsa at dance festivals across the world and his day job as a guitarist, producer, and music video director in the American alt-pop group Magic Giant. The band has played festivals such as Coachella, made TV appearances, including the Today Show, broken the top 25 on the U.S. alternative chart, and was named one of the 10 artists you need to know by Rolling Stone. Hey, Zang. Yo. (laughs) What's up? How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Um, Just looking through mail. I just got home from a long tour and uh, have a lot of mail, so I got to figure it all out. You're just kind of arriving. I have arrived. So even 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 famous guitarists have to check their check their mail. Everyone gets mail no matter how many instruments you play. It doesn't take you out of the mail system. <laughs> how many instruments do you play? Um a lot of things with strings. In this in the band Magic Giant, I play ch- uh guitar mostly mm-hmm. and cello live but but as well as bass on records and anything with strings really and some percussion um and actually just went i came back from brazil uh during carnival just like yesterday i got back oh fun and i picked up a new instrument they have this instrument in this like the samba world there's this instrument called the cavaquinho which is this really tiny it almost looks like a ukulele mm-hmm. and uh i fell in love with the way they play it and it was so beautiful that I like I hunted for one. I asked all these people with my terrible Portuguese. I was like, "How can I find a secondhand cavaquinho?" And like they all, so I went on this wild goose chase for this instrument, and I found one. I'm so happy. You were able to bring one home with you. I brought one home. Yeah, they're super tiny, so it's easy. Will it be making an appearance on the next Magic Giant album? It definitely will. Like that, okay. I was so excited for it. Yeah, I was like, I have to, I have to record this. Okay, so super this inspired. is random, but. I yeah. just uh, Googled you, which is funny because we're friends and I, I'm never, <laughs> you don't normally like Google your friends, you know, but according to the internet, which means it must be true, <laughs> your bandmates found you because they saw a video of you salsa dancing. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, wow. Geez, it's that easy, huh? Google is too transparent. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I had met Austin, the, the, the way I found the guys and the, the guys found me, I had met Austin like. I was playing uh, bass for a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours. I was just like, she wanted to start this band and we were friends. So I was like, my old band I was in was actually, we got together to just help this girl out. Her name is Mayada. She's a great friend of ours. And we were just like, yeah, we'll be her backing band. Um, Not something I've ever done or usually do. And Austin, the singer of Magic Giant was at that show. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to start a band at the time with Dan Bricky. And they and Austin approached me and he said, "Hey, would you like to do this and jam or something? Just hang out." And I casually was like, "Yeah, sure," thinking nothing of it. Um, didn't really care for it. And then once uh, he was trying to set up the date, I guess before that he had Googled me, and instead of like finding all my music stuff, like his Google search was flooded with salsa dancing videos of me from 
like <laughs> different places and different they call them salsa congresses around the world it's like they basically have these ciphers where couples are dancing and then like other couples jump in and keep dancing and a lot of people film them so it's like the circle of people around you dancing salsa and i think they were so like confused by it austin and zambricky were like who is this weird person <laughs> at the time i had a curly mustache i just looked like a strange creature to them and i think they were drawn to that which i actually really appreciate and really like that they wanted this like weird different element not just like someone who plays guitar it actually didn't play guitar at the time i was playing bass um and they were like hey we need a guitarist and i was like hey i don't play guitar <laughs> but uh but you picked one up yeah I, I picked one up and like it's kind of the same you just add two strings uh and no nbd and um i actually really enjoyed like hanging out with them and and uh, i enjoyed austin a lot the first time we met and then like he introduced me to Zambricky and we all kind of hit it off and started this new thing and it turned into magic giant and the three of us and it was almost like we all had our own worlds as like writers and producers and when we came together it felt like we were creating this fourth mm -hmm. voice you know because because we all had such distinct different voices it was like there were the three of us and then the fourth person the fourth element was like the three of us combined um it feels cool when like you write these songs that neither of you could write on your own. It's a very collaborative process. And like neither of us can really, it would never sound the same if either of us just wrote the songs. It sounds so unique. It's like this, this third element, this third member is like the collective member. It's really cool. I love that idea. I, it's kind of like the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I feel like there's like, there's this thing that happens when you're, making or doing something you really enjoy or you're good at, whether that's dancing or playing guitar or bass or all of the things that you now play, where you're like in flow. And I feel like there's like the one thing to be in flow kind of on your own. And it's mm -hmm. another thing to be in flow with a group. Right. I mean, there's also flow is really nice, but I'd say most of the time it's, it's not always flow necessarily. It's like, or it's like finding flow in, things not flowing like you have to be okay sometimes i think more often it's like things aren't flowing but that's part of the flow right it's okay for things to just kind of feel stale and sometimes we'll go three days trying to write the same chorus or lyrics or something and it just it's not really happening it's not really coming through um and another day we'll write like our favorite melody randomly the first few seconds we like start writing something so i think that's also part of the flow which is it's a, yeah it's a good thing to be aware of is that like it doesn't always flow and that's that's flowy enough you know yeah I think that's helpful to hear because for the 100 day project certainly not all of those 100 days feel feel great to do or feel like you would like what you're making yeah it's like I don't <laughs> want to document this day this is this is useless yeah it's like mm -hmm. what did I do today but you know it's all part of it you got to have those slow low moments for the other ones to really yeah. stand out um, tell me about, or tell us about the, the origin of the name Magic Giant, because I think that's pretty sweet. Mm. Is it also on Google? That was uh, on Wikipedia, actually. On Wikipedia. But I already, I know the, like, the kind of motto of the band, too. Yeah, so the motto being, you don't have to be big to be a giant. Um, we really love the word, that word giant. But the, the, the way that even came about was uh, this TED Talk that um, Austin and his his now wife 
um, were watching randomly. Like finding a band name is a strange thing, and you would be surprised how it's it's kind of a fun exercise for bands. At least for like most of the bands I know and have talked to, it's always just like throwing names at the wall, which one sticks, mm-hmm. and like a group text of a hundred different random phrases and names and like jokes and it's like always a silly thing like oh that's a perfect band name whatever you find like a weird phrase you know, it's always like a saying oh that's, that's the next band name um, but for magic giant um they were watching this ted talk by this visual artist named peter tunney who's a great dude and a very cool uh, artist and he had this ted talk about his lifelong mentor who was actually uh jonah salk when he was talking about his mentor and he described him as this giant in every sense of the word. He's like such a big personality and he's such a, you know, a good mentor. When you think of a mentor, it's like, an, yeah, you just think of a wizard or something, you know, like a wizard from Lord of the Rings. And he described his mentor in that sort of way, this wizardly, like mm-hmm. huge way. And then when he showed a photo of Jonas Hulk, it was like, he's just like older, smaller, like you wouldn't expect him to be the giant that he described. And that was the thing that kind of resonated. It's like, you don't really have to be big to be giant. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can express your your vigor and your your sort of attitude in many different ways without being large. With just being who, nice. who you are. Yeah, exactly. That's loud enough. That's big enough. I love that. Do you have a Do you have any mentors, creative or otherwise? Ooh, I mean, I'm plenty. Like, and I don't even know if they're that formal in like calling them mentors mm-hmm. but I'm, I make a mentor out of everybody that I really can you know like I just feel like I'm, I can always learn from everybody even if it's not in my field but definitely like even the guys Austin and Zambricki I feel like have been mentors um in just writing and learning from them you know I feel like I'm stealing all their talent <laughs> in working with them I get to like I get to become them I get to see what they're doing and and a lot of other people in in many fields and I also love to do like I used to do a lot of comedy sketch comedy stuff with videos I didn't know that and I have a friend you. yeah so that's if you google search if you google search even further <laughs> you may you find go to like page five to yeah find that. exactly I guess it's all older it's been dated now um but I have friends like so the, we just made a music video for this our latest single called rocket man that we shot and edited on t- this last tour. So it was like literally released a couple of weeks ago and we, I had edited it three weeks ago or something, a week before that. And and I did all the editing on the road and I did all the editing, but I was like calling so many friends and mentors and people I had just to help out because it's hard to find like clarity and space when you're one, you're waking up in a new city every day and you wake up, you brush your teeth and then you've got mm-hmm. a sound check and then you go eat lunch and then you have the VIP meet and greet and then you have a show and you kind of like don't really have space to to like take a hike take a walk and think about the, the thing you're making or creating or like the in this instance the music video I was editing so it was like necessary for me to have these people that I can yeah. reach out to and like help me kind of get a different perspective on the video that I can share it with and that like yeah I wouldn't have been able to make it without them it was it was a very different thing before I had shown it to anybody um and now what it's turned into is like it's mostly due to mentors and people that help me. I think that's helpful to hear. You know, the project people are are doing on their own for the most part. Some people do work in, in pairs or in tandem or with their kids or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of it you do have to do on your own, but it's also okay to ask for help. And 
and maybe it'll be even better if you ask for help or almost certainly it'll be better if you ask for support, right? Yeah, it's to the point where it doesn't get watered down, right? You don't want it to just be somebody else, like a conglomerate of people. Somebody else's vision. Yeah, and that's yeah. very easy to happen. Like when you have doubts in yourself, it's very easy, I feel, for to just become like somebody else's vision and then it's like 12 different people's vision and it just doesn't feel like anything. <laughs> it feels vapid, you know, like it's not really saying anything anymore. It doesn't have a perspective. Yeah, it doesn't really have a soul. It's not, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I think like collaboration or just asking for people. Yeah, it's nice to get some clarity on things. It's, and, and sometimes it's hard to hear it. And it's like, I worked so hard on this video and I was so happy about it and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what other people thought. And a lot of people shot it down. And we're like, oh, it needs this or it doesn't do that. or It's not really doing this. And that's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. But if you can like get past that and know that it's all all those words are there to help it become better. In just, service of it being better. Yeah, re- being what it can be. Exactly, redirect energy to like constructively um, improving it. Mm-hmm. It's it's really nice. It's hard, you know. It's hard to kill your darlings. Is what we like to say. Because <laughs> you love so much about it. How do you learn to take that less personally? I think it's helped um, being with Magic Giants is three of us, and we're very collaborative, and it's very democratic. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of our, like, even just our friendship has been, like, the, we just all comment on each other and we, like, give feedback on many things. And I think that's helped me sort of become accustomed to uh, collaboration and, and taking that feedback constructively. It's also the way you deliver it, you know, like, we have had many, it's like we have therapy, you know, because we, we have to talk about how to talk about things. It's, it's just like a, a relationship, you know, we're, we're working with each other daily. Um, and so the biggest part is like communication. If we can communicate these feelings and ideas constructively, then it like, yeah, it shouldn't have to be hard to take criticism. Mm-hmm. So how long, uh, how long were you on tour for? We were on tour for six weeks and then I took a week off immediately after and went to Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that when you're on tour, you don't have a lot of kind of downtime or right. personal time. Do you have any practices while you're on tour that help mm. you stay grounded or focus or find even just a couple of minutes for yourself? Yeah. That's so funny. That's usually, that's such a, many people ask that, um, mm-hmm. which makes me think a lot of people enjoy routine. Um, <laughs> and I, I agree with that. I think it's really nice. The one thing you learn, like, when being on the road for so long and so often, like we'll come back from a tour and we'll go back on another tour in a few weeks, but you kind of get used to, like you find routine in change, you know, like the only way to stay the same is to change or something. Mm-hmm. And for me, there are a couple of things I, I like to do to make me feel like we're also on a, on a bus, which so it's, it feels more at home than doing hotels every day. Okay. Um, we, we like still have a kitchen. We have our things. So what I like to do is actually, I just got into, for this tour, I got into, it was also a winter tour, so it was cold. I was doing um, tea, yerba mate tea, like through a gourd and a bombilla, like a real, a real traditional. Like the straw thing that's attached the to straw, it. Exactly. Like the yeah. total traditional. And that would be my thing. I would wake up and like prepare it. You prepare it in a very specific, sacred, you know, way of 
Yeah, water. heating the water and letting it cool and then putting it in a thermos and you shake the mate. It's like it's, it's a very therapeutic thing that made me feel awake in the morning and like revitalized and ready for a new day. And then also drinking all that caffeine. I was <laughs> wired. Between the ritual and the caffeine. Yeah. Oh, man, it was a home run. Yeah. What's the best part of being on tour? Ooh, the best part of being on tour to me, I think, are the the many different cultures and people that you get to meet and encounter mm-hmm. and that are like moved by what we do. It's like hard to think that people all over the world, one could even hear our music. Like, I don't know. It's it's really I'm very grateful that it can even reach that far. Um, but then to see like how they've reacted and how much it's like impacted their lives. And I don't, it's, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's just the lyrics or the, the mood or the feeling or just the moment, the time that they ran into army. It could have been anyone's music, but just in that moment in their lives, they were able to hear it and it's like touch them. Yeah. It's really beautiful to hear those kind of stories on the road and, you know, and see what kind of like impact we can do on such a small scale, you know, even just like, random people in cities across the states that's a pretty pretty incredible feeling yeah it's really beautiful and that's kind of what shapes the rest of our music you know it's we we don't always have enough experience in our lives it's it's like it's taken from other people's lives and other people's stories and that's like helped shape our voice sometimes it's really cool to be able to like recycle stories yeah well, you guys are also really fun to watch on stage. And you have <laughs> such a tremendous amount of energy. I feel like you can mm. jump 12 feet in the air, maybe 12 and a half. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. part of what makes it like really, you know, that feeling of like being alive. I think it's part of why people do the project is this, you know, paying attention, being here, having enthusiasm, feeling delight, feeling inspiration. Yeah, we're super energized. And that's in, like we steal that from from people that are in the crowd. You know, it's a, it's so a give and a take. Yeah, it totally is. Mm-hmm. They're going wild. It's it like I could be feeling like crap that morning or that day, just tired or sick or something. And the moment you get on stage and everyone else is super excited, you, you're just it lifts you up. It, it takes you to another dimension. And then we're able to kick that energy back out. It's really cool. It's cool how it works. I don't, I'm not really sure how it works, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you're also a very accomplished salsa dancer. I, I, so I used to dance a lot more. And I used to travel and dance uh, and compete and teach and stuff. And now I, um, I do it more for leisure. And, and I'll still go out to like these festivals and mm-hmm. just dance, like just social dance. Like literally go there. And dance all night. It's kind of crazy what they do uh, across the pond with these like dance festivals. They dance all night. I mean, I don't even need to get into it much, but you get there, they have classes all day. And then literally like from 10 p.m. until 10 a.m., there are thousands of people dancing on the dance floor all night with each other. It's beautiful. Wow. Is that another thing where just the like being with other people gives you that kind of reciprocal energy to keep going? Yeah, so so most of the dancing I'm doing, or actually probably only the dancing I'm doing, is uh, partner dance. Mm-hmm. Most tip- 
specifically for me, it's salsa dancing. And there's something so special about being able to communicate in this other language. I know people always say, oh, dance is a language. It really, truly is. Like To be able to connect, especially with partner work, it's like, I'm leading in this way, I'm doing this sort of move, and you're reacting in this way, and together, like, it feels so good. It feels like such a groove and a flow, just like you were to be talking about, you know, like philosophy with a friend, and, and all your ideas are vibing, and you're coming up with new concepts. It's like such a cool feeling to be able to do that live and, like, improvised on a dance floor. It's really beautiful to be able to create that sort of thing with someone random like oftentimes you've never danced with that one person before and it's such a cool feeling to be able to connect and also to do that like there's something really interesting about traveling abroad and especially to a place that they don't really speak you don't really speak the same language there's like this sort of loss of identity you feel Mm -hmm. because you can't really express yourself you can't show off you can't like show your humor you can't really make (laughs) conversation past like hi hello how much like that's all you can really say where's the bathroom but yeah that's kind of it that's all you get to learn um but with dance like i'll i'll go out salsa dancing in one of these places that i don't know the language and immediately i feel like i'm embraced and connected and i have this like other way of communicating that's pretty much universal you know it's like oh you're moving that sort of and it doesn't have to be salsa salsa is the main way i do it but even through uh samba like when we were in I was in Brazil this past week and just I couldn't speak any Portuguese, but there was a group of people dancing and playing music and we go and dance with them. And like immediately we're connecting and laughing and yelling and we don't even understand each other. But like, that's the beauty of it is that you can just kind of dance with these people. And it's just, it's like sharing a little bit of yourself. It's really cool. Yeah. And that it is a universal language. Uh, we only have a couple minutes left. And in closing, I'm wondering if you can offer any words of encouragement to people who are doing the project or considering embarking on their own creative practice, whether it's something new or something familiar to them. What would you want them to know or feel or do? Yeah, sure. A big one for me, like one of the biggest things that's helped me is knowing that, like, there are a couple of things that happen when I feel like I'm writing or creating. Um, and oftentimes I think it's bad. I think what I'm creating is just like shit, you know, it's, it's not good and I don't like it and I don't know how to make it better, but I know I don't like it. And sometimes that can be discouraging, but in, in another way of looking at it, it's like really nice to know that you have you know what you want to create, you know it can be better and you have better taste than you can be doing. I mean, that's that's how much harder to get is like the the taste and the knowing of like yeah what you want to create, what your end goal should be. So it's like, sometimes it could be discouraging that you dislike all you're doing, but I, th- I think it's almost more healthy. It's better to, it's better to hate what you're doing and create something better than to not know what you're doing is not great. You know, it's good to know that that you're not making something you don't like. Um, and it's okay to like, it's almost better to make something poor and bad and then go from there and like. It's something. It's we always say when we're writing a song, yeah. Mm-hmm. We always say like, first write your worst song you've ever written and then go <laughs> on and write your best song. Yeah. Yeah, just start. 
I think that is fantastic advice. So you have a new single out right now called Rocket Man, and the album's coming out this summer. The album should be coming out this summer. We have a new single called Rocket Man with uh, American authors featured on it. And we just put out a music video as well, if you want to go watch it. The one that you just edited? The one we just edited on the road, yeah. Super fun. Great. Well, I'll definitely include it in the show notes. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing. It was lovely to get to hear your voice. Yeah, it was really nice. Thank you so much for calling. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Lindsay Jean Thompson. This podcast episode is sponsored by Going Graphic. If you're a creative looking to grow your brand, Going Graphic is your answer. Whether you've been in business for years or are just getting started, Going Graphic can help you build your business while you get to focus on the stuff you love doing. Going Graphic specializes in logo design, print design, and marketing, including social media management, email marketing, press releases, and more. For a free consultation, visit goinggraphic.com and mentioned the 100-Day Project. Freedom to be creative is here for you. Podcast produced by Adam Day, music by Peter Fenn, and our guest next week is Wendy Chen. It's very much about elevating sort of the everyday, which is another phrase I try to use a lot and keep in mind when I think about my work, which is, you know, you could, you know, do a new painting every morning. And and if it's significant to you and it has literally elevated your morning or that hour that you took to do that, then that is so valuable. 